Hey, and welcome back to the Black Zen Weekly Wellness Podcast. I am your co-host, Jasmine, and as always, I'm here with my sister, Stacy. Stacy, say what's up. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another fun episode. Mm-hmm. We have a lot in store for you today. I hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. Mm-hmm. But we're back to work. <laughs> Monday, back to work. For those that don't know what we do, our job is to really spread meditation throughout our community in a way that makes sense, a way that's relatable, and the goal behind spreading meditation as a to-do way of life thing Mm -hmm. is to really help us grow as people. When we grow as people, we grow as a community, Mm -hmm. and that's the thing that's going to really push us into the next level and get us all on point. Yeah. Well, it's also like every every change starts with you first. So as soon as you start to change, you start to change the people around you. You start to change the, the way that you relate to your family and your friends, your relationships, the way you show up at work. Like all of that has to do with the type of world we're creating. And I think the more we start to own the piece that we have, which is that I get to decide how I show up, I get to figure out how I improve. And then that, that ultimately impacts everybody I touch. Um, We think of that as like sort of concentric circles of community. So you are a Black Zen community, and all change starts with you first. So if you're curious to hear more about what we do, why we do it, and other things that we provide, you can always check us out on our website, blackzen.co. And there's a lot of information on that site. We have a full blog section of content that will definitely keep you busy and um, give you something to do at work. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have any questions about anything that you hear on our podcast or anything that you read on the website and you want to know more, you can always email us at info at blackzen.co and we will get back to you. So let's get into this week's topic. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, before we do that, we didn't have any questions on the last weekly wellness. Right. For those that don't remember, that was about how we treat each other and, and what, what we, we owe each owe other. Each other. Yeah. And it was really about altruism and how to really be accountable to other people, mm-hmm. you know, and how to, what can we provide to other people? What do we, what should we be doing to make sure that everyone else is well, not just ourselves? And I can see why there's no questions. That is self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Compassion rule number one, for yep. those that have meditation practice, that's the first thing you kind of build is mm-hmm. compassion and empathy. So no questions. I'm actually glad about that. Yeah. Everyone yeah, yeah. It. I thought it was pretty straightforward. So for this week, Jazz, do you want to explain our topic? This week's topic is becoming aware of the elephant in the room, a.k.a. (laughs) the emperor has no clothes. (laughs) (laughs) We call this the emperor has no clothes. Why, Jasmine? I I picked the title. I thought it was funny. It's going back to that old uh, story that you probably read in in, um, elementary school about this emperor who's kind of pompous and ridiculous, and he um, wants the best of the best, and he kind of talks down to everybody, and so these these two con men come, and they say, well, we're going to weave you this suit that's better than anything that anybody's ever seen, and if somebody can't see it, it's because they're too stupid, or they're too non-sophisticated, or they just don't understand what style is. So if anybody can see it and they comment on it, then you know that they're, that you have um, you have good people around you. Again, like I said, they're con man. And what they sell for him is absolutely zilch, zero, nada. They they give him nothing to wear. And yet, every person around him is like, they don't want to be the ones to point out that he's naked. And so they're like, oh, man, that's beautiful. It's that's that new suit. hotness. That's that that's hotness. <laughs> <laughs> and you and, know what? This kind of sparked because we saw a fantastic post on our Instagram I want to say Wild Child Yoga had a fantastic post, and we added it to our weekly wellness this week, but it's a great photo of 
<laughs> our current president in the same situation. And that's mm-hmm. what kind of sparked this idea. Mm-hmm. So for this weekly wellness, we thought we'd go through the article and just highlight our favorites from each one. And I don't know what Jazz is going to say. She doesn't know what I'm going to say. But we thought we'd pick the ones that really stood out to us as common things that we do that we don't even know. Or that at least surprised us in terms of, wow, that's something I never even thought about. Mm-hmm. So, Jasmine, what's your first? So my first one is, we worry about things that we've already lost. Explain. So it's this idea that most of most of what happens that we um, are upset about, or that we want to change or whatever, it's a sunk cost. Whether it's time, money, effort it's like it's essentially like when you go into a bad movie right you've already paid the ticket and you're sitting in this theater and you're like this is the worst bunch of dribble but you know what's so funny but you'll stay you'll stay and watch that whole thing because you're like i'm not wasting this 15 20 exactly but the thing is it doesn't matter it's already a sunk cost that's pretty good jay so now you're just sitting there in an experience that is not serving you because you feel like well i've already paid so much now you're wasting time and money well right But I think, but, how, but I mean, in real life, how often do we do that? I do that all the time. Whether that's about relationships, I do that whether with that's TV. about food we don't want to eat, TV yeah. we don't want to watch, like a book that we no longer want to read, people that we hang around with that we're like, they no longer serve us, but I've already been with this person for this long. I mean, I think those are and things they that serve. They no longer add to our right. experience. Right. Not and, serve, but yeah. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, funny that she mentions the food piece. She actually kicked a cupcake <laughs> out of my hand one day. I swear <laughs> to God, you guys, if anyone was walking down Los Feliz and saw this... <laughs> It was pretty funny. It was absurd. I it was, was pretty I funny. I was going, I came from this place <laughs> and I got a cupcake because Stacy likes sweets. And I'm eating this cupcake. I'm like, the whole time I'm complaining for a good five minutes. She did. She didn't like the frosting. Like, they she did didn't like, wrong. She didn't they like didn't, the bread part. I'm nothing. like, they should have used this in there. She hated it. And you yet guys, she continued to eat it. And so in my mind, I said, well, why are you? No, I even no, asked hold her. Hold on. No, she's lying. She didn't say a word. All I get is a judo <laughs> kick with the arms and the cupcakes on the ground. She literally knocked it out of my hand onto the ground. I looked at her like, you should have seen, right seen this girl's face. It was like, you know, like when you take, when you take like a thumb out of a, out of a kid's mouth and they look at you and, and they're crying. Confused. They're and they don't understand why you'd be so mean. They're like, oh my gosh. what is going on? And it there's was just, hilarious. It was shock, confusion and annoyance and anger rolled into my face. You guys, it looked like she was going to cry. And I was like, you don't, you didn't even want the cupcake. I just <laughs> saved you 400 calories of a cupcake you didn't enjoy or want. Probably 2,000 calories, but yes. yes. So, anyway. I say that to say, I'm sure there is something in your life that is like that cupcake or like that bad movie that you've already spent the money on. What Again, and it doesn't have to be money. It could be time. It could be effort. It could be energy. It could be emotion. But whatever it is, chances are you've already spent enough for that experience. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And you don't have to finish it just because you're a finisher. If the experience is over, it's okay. It's okay. You and can throw away that cupcake. That's a really good one, Jasmine. Because and we, I didn't mean to bring up that story, but I'm a finisher. Well, I have right. a tendency to finish everything I start, whether I want to or not. Which is, books. And, I, and but here's the thing: I think that there there's val- that's a valuable trait about some things. But part of being a conscious, thoughtful, mindful person is understanding yeah. when that is not serving you, when that quality doesn't need to be there for that particular experience. And I think there are plenty where that comes up and people don't realize it. And I think actually the author really said something that I thought brought it home and made it made it very clear. She said, when we do that, it prevents us from realizing the best choice is to do whatever promises the better experience, mm-hmm. not which negates the feeling of the loss that we've had 
by having spent the money, the time, the that's effort. That's a good one, Jasmine. That's a yeah. good one. Like, you read a lot into that because I read, yeah. I breezed past that one. I saw. I'm like, oh yeah, that's cool. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, then what was one that popped out to you? So, okay, so mine is going to be a little longer because it's a three part. Well, what's funny? It's a one thing, but okay. then it led to another rabbit hole because you know we love those. At least I do. Is this from the same article or the other same one? Same article. Okay. So this article said. We subconsciously begin to ignore anything that threatens our worldviews. Crazy. Because the problem here is that if our worldview is bleak, Mm. then we're ignoring anything good in it. Mm. Mm -hmm. And if we're ignoring anything good in it, chances are we're only constantly seeing the bad things. And then it gets the snowballs into if you only see bad, you start to expect only bad. And then you get what you expect. Right. So well, that then you start was to probably behave in a certain way that is in line with that thinking, as opposed to believing that things are, are well, can that's be good why or are good. Exactly. Well, that's yeah. why I thought it was a whole rolling thing there. Mm-hmm. Because it's a snowball it's effect. It's a snow. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I feel like to stop that whole cycle, mm-hmm. if we are mindful, when we start to ignore anything that threatens our worldview and be open to something that might not agree with how you see the world. Oh, here, I'll give you an example. If I grew up in a neighborhood that just did not like me, like they were just not into brown, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I would go through life thinking that that's what world the world is like. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be able to see people outside of my own community that that don't, that see, don't, you in that that don't see me in that way. Yeah. And so I, I, I walk around life always on guard. Right. Expecting, expecting, to, expecting to be slighted or expecting to, exactly, to get some sort of exactly. treatment. Well, I would say, and this is, she, maybe... This was a piece I read in, in her article, too, that yes and, that sometimes our mind can't do that yes and. Yes, the neighborhood I was in did not treat me well, mm-hmm. and it is also possible and also true that in other neighborhoods, that might not be that, the case. That might not be the case. Exactly. That's that exactly. both can be true. So you say, oh, yeah. you're right, you know, yeah. so you're saying that. Oh, I know it's true. Right. That <laughs> <laughs> was true. Just based off of the way we grew up. So it yeah. doesn't mean that every neighborhood is like that. It doesn't mean that every type of person who looks that way is like that. And the other part is not making your one neighborhood and your one experience your worldview. Mm, that's, that's the, the key ticket. right if you, there. Because if you don't do that, then you're still open to see other things. Right. That's know? the key. So. And I, but I think a part of that is just exposure. I think, I yeah. think that's why it's so important to have like different types of friends and different types of work buddies and different, you know, types of music that you listen to, places that you go. I mean, the more you expose yourself to different things, the more I think it's really difficult to stay with a very narrow worldview, whether that's positive, negative, whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's very the, hard the to... The wider your worldview, right. the more inclined you will be to find good. I think so. Versus well, just... The, I think the more you're able to understand the yes and of yeah. life, right? Is that yes? That's, that's a whole other wellness, Jasmine. You guys, she's been trying to push this yes and wellness for a few because months now. Because it's true. We'll get there. It's but true. not right now. Focus. Okay, fair. fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's your second one? My second one, um, and this was really interesting, there's this thing called the anchoring effect that our minds do. And it basically oh, like says, right, so if yeah. you're presented with, say, three options, then you start to use one as the option that you think is the good option. And then that's your anchor, your mental anchor. And then the other two options you will compare to that anchor. Okay, hold on. Let well, me no, stop no, you. no. There's a better way to do no, it, Jasmine. But let me let me finish. All right, you lost me. No, I know. Okay. What's interesting to me is when you're doing that, you're comparing and seeing the difference between the values between what you know, as opposed to understanding that each option has its own 
value that has nothing to do with the others. And because you've anchored it on the one that you think is right, whether or not that is right, you've now only seen things in relation to what you think is true and not for the value that each of them have on their own. So maybe it's just really early for me, but I didn't understand a word of that. I, I, it was, sorry, it was a lot of stuff going on. I'm going to give you a better example that helped me understand the concept. In the article? Sure. In the article, Go yeah. Ahead. I feel like the article broke it down in a way that made the anchoring effect more clear, at least to me. So I'll share okay. that with okay. you. So I walk into a store. I see a pair of jeans that are $250. I automatically assume that, hey, that's absurd. I'm not paying $250 mm-hmm. for jeans. Emperor has no clothes. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm told by the sales lady, hey, they're actually 40% off. My anchor is that original price. And so I feel like I'm getting a deal now that there's 40 or 50% off. Well, I usually spend $10 on jeans. <laughs> so the emperor so, has no clothes. So despite the new price drop, it still doesn't make sense for how I spend money because 50% off is still more than I would normally pay. I know, but if you get it, you, what you've done is you've compared the value of what you think you're getting yes. with the value of what was next to it. I get it. Rather and than I, understanding yes, that, that intrinsically, you don't want to pay that much for a pair of jeans. Yes, exactly. That's no, what I was trying to say. I know, but you didn't say it like that. Anyway, I think that makes a lot of sense. So what, so I mean, if so taking it out of, you know, a pair of jeans, how do you think that shows up in real life? Because I'm curious about that. This is yours. <laughs> Go for it. Oh, now it's mine. <laughs> Now you took to clarifying now, my now point, that, and now it's mine. Now that I've made it accessible to our readers, what you're trying to say, wow. an example would be awesome. You are the worst. Okay, so, so for instance, if I've only, I'm, 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 this is off the top of my head, so it may not be the best example. I hope it is. Uh, but let's say if I'm only used to being treated a certain way by relationships that I have, then when I get someone who treats me slightly better, if my anchor is that I'm always treated oh, a certain way, yeah. then even when that person isn't necessarily good for me, they're it's treating me better slightly than better was. than mm. what my anchor is. And my mm. anchor is already incorrect. And so mm. that's why I was saying if you keep using the anchor, if it's not the right anchor, you're now just comparing bad and worse. You're not actually <laughs> looking at each thing for what that particular value is. That's great, Jasmine. Right. That's a very good example. Yeah. I, I yes. I, that oh, is, so now that, you get it. Now, now, now I, you, now you, you start. Now you're picking up what I'm putting down. You should open with that. <laughs> <laughs> you should open with that. I get it. So, right. So that's the so point. I'm just being um, curious about what our anchors are in every aspect of our life, and asking ourselves if that anchor is actually the if that should be the anchor. Yeah. Or if, if there should the, be an anchor at all. If that's the comparison point, right? If that comparison point makes sense for Correct. what you really want to see. Correct. So. Um, what was my, yours? What was your next one? My next one was, and this was actually not in the article. I read it somewhere else, but it was, it's really random, but operant conditioning. What's it called? Operant conditioning. Okay. It's a condition that compels people to push buttons. We are, we Is are, that true? It's random. <laughs> we are conditioned and we are trained to believe that if you push a button, something will happen. Oh, how and funny. So, is that why kids do that in the elevator? <laughs> yes. That's so, hilarious. But what's crazy is, so if you have a remote control and you push a button and nothing happens, the natural instinct is to keep pushing the button. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was so random because I do it all the time and I don't think about it. <laughs> like, so um, did you have did you have another one? No, those are my two. Okay. Well, so here's something that actually we did not include in the wellness. Um, it was an article that didn't make the cut, but... I thought it said something very interesting. So there was a research study done 
at the University of Leeds in 2008, and it basically showed how people are like birds and animals in the sense that they will flock. I mean, obviously, there's a bit of a herd mentality sometimes. And I think something that's interesting about the emperor has no clothes story is that there were plenty of people who could have said something about the fact that he was naked. And they didn't want to say anything because they were worried about what somebody else would think or they they didn't want to look stupid in case they were the ones who couldn't see the suit. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and second so, guesses their own right, vision. Right. And so <laughs> and what's interesting in this article is that she said, you know, it really only takes about five percent of people in a crowded room to change a direction before the other ninety five percent start to follow. And here's here's the, the funny part without realizing that they're following. How funny. And that, you know, me, because I'm always I'm always thinking like 10 steps ahead. I'm like, well, wait a second. If that's what happens physically, what happened if we become the 5% of people who start to see the world differently? You know what I mean? Who start to operate in a way that is mindful and thoughtful and compassionate and forward moving. And we start to question the things that people think are normal. We're like, no, actually, that's not okay. Then the 95 will You know follow. what I mean? Like that, that <laughs> what you're playing on the radio, that's not okay. <laughs> but see, you know what's so funny? I actually was going to call BS on your 5% because what? what if you had 5% of mindful people, people that meditate every day, would they flock? If you take 5% of a meditative community... Would you have the same results? Well, no, because at that and point, I would say you'd own. have a bunch of scattered people just figuring it out. <laughs> no, but I but I would say even even those scattered people are working together. You know what I mean? That no, I'm saying there'd be less flock mentality if it was a room of five people who have a meditation practice. That's what I'm suggesting. There'd I be think, less flock. I think you're right about that, but I think right now we need five percent of people to flock in a direction <laughs> that, <laughs> that makes, makes some damn sense. Yeah, no, that I understand. <laughs> and if we I'm got five percent of people to flock in a direction that actually moved us forward as people, as a community, as individuals, then if ninety-five percent of people who aren't quite there yet start to flock in that direction, how powerful could that be? Yeah. I so that's that's what I'm talking about. I get it. I get it. That's what I'm on right now. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. And, yes. I, and I like the idea of setting that up mm-hmm. so that people know that you might be the only person in your group of friends right. or in your household that's doing these things. But here's the thing. You only need 5%. Yep. To change the ship. Yep. <laughs> get the whole family on board. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. So, so, I get that. Yep. So we'll end it on our meditation tip of the week. Mm-hmm. And that one was an easy one. Morning routines. Adding meditation to your morning routine will make a difference. I have never left my house without a shower, brush my teeth, or wash my face. Yep. Why is that? Because I do it all the time. Well, I think it's just a part of waking up. Well, right, but I think that because it is routine, the sometimes people say with the meditation practice, it's hard because you have to find time to do it, or you don't remember to do it, or you have to plan around it. it. Mm -hmm. But you don't plan to brush your teeth; you just do that. You don't plan to wash your face; you just do it. You don't plan to take a shower; you just know that you stink, right? (laughs) So. I and wake I, up knowing that I need to get my head right before I leave the house. Exactly. So, and I think meditation, if you when you add that to the routine, you understand that that's a part of you getting your head right before you leave the house. Yep. Yep. Try it this week. Tell mm-hmm. us how it works for you. Add it to your routine. Add it to the routine. Anyone has questions on what they heard today or want to chime in on this one, mm-hmm. email us at info at blackzen.co. Yep. Again, all the information and how to contact us, social, is all on our website at mm-hmm. blackzen.co. And we'll leave it there. We'll see you guys next week.